This episode of Landmine Radio is sponsored by Dittman Research. Do you know what the most valuable thing in the world is? High-quality information. Because high-quality information informs much better decision-making. Dittman Research has been providing high-quality information to Alaska's leading businesses, organizations, and campaigns for 50 years. Do you really know what Alaskans think about your company or your issue? How about your clients, your shareholders, or your employees? So stop fumbling around in the dark. Hire Dittman Research and find out what's really going on. DittmanResearch.com Very excited to be back here in studio with Senator Scott Kawasaki and uh, my good friend Joel Hall from the AFL-CIO. How are you guys doing? We're great. doing great. Excellent. Yeah. Great. It's a, great to be here. It's a Thursday, uh, the 12th. We still don't have any idea how a lot of these races are going. Joel and Scott, I want to ask you guys, how, how much of a failure has this division of elections been? Or, or is this normal? I mean, because it's not normal <laughs> with the absentees, but like, why is it taking so long? And why aren't they giving information consistently about the counts like it was supposed to be 23 and 25 weren't supposed to happen last, on Tuesday but they all of a sudden did them anyways and all these other races we're not clear about we haven't even started counting 28 um, some of them are very close like 27 56 votes right and they say they aren't going to count those till tomorrow those outstanding so I don't know Joel what do you think about like this is it a mess I think that um, there's a couple things I would say there are a fabulous group of volunteers and staffers in there trying to do their level best with a record 156,000 absentee ballots. It's a lot, yeah. It's a lot. Um, one of the things that we need to remember is that they're running them through a printer, basically a counter that's kind of like a laser jet printer. Yeah, I was in there watching um, for a second. They're feeding them kind of one at a time. The one thing that I uh, – the one – comment I could make is they could have rectified that problem by contracting in the municipality of Anchorage to use their big counting system when they saw the volume headed their Ju- direction. Juno did that, right? Right. Right. There are there, the, the local Juno. Yeah. yeah. There's a remedy to the volume. It, it's and it's right here in town. Well, they, they could have easily done it. My, my, my thoughts are after the primary, we saw this huge number of absentee ballots, several races flipped. So you would think they would have been like, Oh my gosh, this is going to happen again. Let's ramp up. Because Florida has been, you know, with, with hurricanes and older people, Florida's been doing this for, Florida was like pretty much known on the night of the election. Well, the one thing that is a different tactic is that in the Walker administration, because the law does not say they only can count it seven days, it says that you have to count certain ballots, certain ballots. Like the, I think the way it reads is that the, da- the ones that come in, you have to pick a date and time. It's like four days before the election. That was the early in person, right? The right, the early in person or absentees that come in like four days before election. They pick a date out. Usually it's the 28th. This year it would have been like the 28th or the 29th. You, you hold the count there. You run everything else into the system because then if they hit the register, right, if they hit the polling register, you'll, you know it's the one voter ID number, right? And they're using electronic data. They ping... They discount both votes. So that's how Walker well, would, the Walker administration counted all those votes up to that point. They don't count them. They put them in the system. So then if they hit a precinct register. They, they, they don't tabulate them. So no one knows the numbers. Them. But they're in the system. And that way, if they hit the polling register, it trips a double vote. And then both those votes are disqualified in the state of Alaska. Not well, the last well, vote. It's like both are. Both well, are 
they know if people because I was I went to go vote and somebody was there and they know if if, if unless yeah. you mailed it like the day before or the day of the election they know if you already voted absentee so by waiting by stopping the count a week before they would essentially eliminate the possibility of anybody voting twice correct because those ballots are going to get there you know so you stop the count a week before ten days before um, but this way I mean and you were Joel you were part of this whole election thing with. Uh, the, the, the group, policy group or the working group, right? Yeah, I was on the lieutenant governor's election wor- election working group. Yeah, I think that's what we were called under Byron Millard. And we have all new machines because the old machines yes. are pretty old. They mm-hmm. were like 20-year-old Diebold mm-hmm. things and you could mm-hmm. get in there with... But they were, they were, there's all this information about people thinking you could have... Like they aren't on the internet. No, you know, There's not. all this... No, Scott, they're in a room. Scott, how great are you? How, how so glad are you you're not I, up for re-election this year? I was uh, super excited. I'll just say that, uh, you know, I... Uh, was super excited not to be able to run, but again, really excited to be able to be part of the process. And and what Joel said is absolutely true. I mean, you had these ballots, and we were verifying ballots a week before the election started. So we would look at an envelope, decide whether the person signed it right and did all the stuff. We discounted ballots that were obviously done wrong or the person did something wrong. And then that, that, those ballots would then be, you know, normally what would happen, uh, like, I don't know how long, it's not just been the, the last administration, it's been before that, they would calculate, they would tabulate those ballots, they would take them, remove them from the sleeve, tabulate them, so you'd have them, and on election night, you would know that this absentee group that came in mm-hmm. prior to election voted for well, this see, person. I, and, I thought and that too. This year, I, it didn't happen. So I thought that too. So, 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 um, Josie Banky did it the way Joel was talking about. It. I thought it was always like that, and then someone said Gail Fanumia, who's now the director, who was the director before with Parnell, said it was always done this current way, but because it was so few absentee ballots. But then they made a good point. They said this happened, and I remember this in '08 with Begich and Stevens. We didn't know for a long time, right? Right. Who won? I because it was a very, very mar- close margin. Yeah. But, but. You know, if it's ten or fifteen percent of absentee ballots in a normal non-COVID thing, okay, maybe it won't. Unless it's super close, it won't matter. I guess the point is that you get the ballot, you know who voted, they sign it, they sign the affidavit, they're in front of an election judge, you know uh, that this person voted, and that's how they're going to vote. And you can, there's why is there not a reason to process it at that point? We had volunteers there. And they had great volunteers that were also election judges mm-hmm. that were looking at the ballots. And again, there were some ballots that were, were taken away because they were not signed properly. Or I, I saw one that was uh, the person had put the wrong numbers down for identifiers because it was her husband's numbers, right? Yeah. So she, she wrote her numbers instead of her husband's so that they couldn't qualify the ballot. That's done. That process is done. We had people there that were looking to make sure that those ballots are verified. Those ballots just need to go and be done and processed. And the fact that we're still waiting on election ballots, it's completely up to this administration. And I think that they failed in returning those election results in a timely manner. And I want to point out that in the municipality of Anchorage, when you vote by mail, if the ballot you return is missing a critical piece, the identifier, the signature of some kind, you are allowed the opportunity to do what's called cure your ballot. Yeah, they they, tell, they, they, they reach out to you, right? Right. And, and curing your ballot is legal in, in Nevada, in Georgia, and lots of places. And as we start to have more people doing this, because I was also an observer the week before the election, going in again this weekend to do more, it breaks your heart to see somebody 
whose vote is not counting because they have all the identifiers filled out, but they f- they forgot to sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They signed, and they're clearly from their handwriting, maybe, or I saw one that was the wrong identifiers. All four identifiers were wrong, and the signature was the, was probably, is it fraud, or is it just somebody who's losing track of what's going on? And they have no opportunity to cure that mm-hmm. ballot. And so as and a, I, as I a, think you want to err on, you know, because you don't know if somebody else filled it out, you know. But, but this is why you have a cure rule. Right. which allows right. that voter Absolutely. to be contacted and they can come in and remedy that ballot and say, did you vote that ballot? Yeah. We, we had a power of attorney case where the wife filled out the ballot, filled it out. Everything was right. Even she signed as witness and, um, and then she helped, helped her husband sign as POA. And so she wrote power of attorney and that can't, that vote didn't count. And I also think we're talking about these things. Um, I think we're talking about, on, on such the margins here, which, you know, there should be cures and all these things, but um, that's a dangerous thing about people when they start talking about, oh, voter fraud. It's like when you're talking about one or two ballots out of a thousand ballots or 10,000, it's like, it, I think people can kind of conflate that. Oh my God, there's, it's happening everywhere. I mean, most of these votes, 99.9% per, yeah. of these votes are probably just totally fine. Um, no, but there is the other side, Laban, you know, one vote. Remember in, Right. So that's your district, right? That's my district. So, yeah. so, so that that's um. So, so there was one guy who your, your, wanted your old house district in 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 the house district who wanted to cure his vote, and he so the had, felon guy. No, it was it was a different guy uh, this year. He filed a vote absentee, and he goes and he came up to division of elections. He said, "Like I I want to change my vote," and there was no way for him to change his vote. So he sat in line and voted twice. And so, of course, you know, we saw that he voted once, and then we saw that he voted twice. So what, what vote did they take? We discounted the ballot. We discounted his ballots. Both of them? Yeah. yeah. See, I thought someone said they take the, the most no. recent vote. No. Both, you lose no. both ballots when you double vote. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, so he showed up as a duplicate ballot, and, you know, I don't know why he wanted to change. I don't know, like, what circumstance, but do, do we he, have any... he suddenly got cold feet about voting for who he, did, who he voted for. Do we have any num- numbers on, like, how... Many duplicate votes happened like in previous years. I mean, it must be like. I'm assuming it's very, very low. Very low. Super low. I uh, just just for this year again that there were a lot of absentee ballots. There were a lot of question ballots. People voting out of district. We had snow. It was terrible. Uh, people in Fairbanks in District One through Six. You know, there might have been like two or three votes that were duplicate ballots where a person voted both by absentee. And then on election day, and all those ballots, because the person has a register, showed up on the question ballot list. So they had to vote question ballot. So they had mm-hmm. to sign their ballot, and uh, and those votes didn't count. Like whenever I hear this, like voter fraud bullshit it's nonsense, it's cr- it's crazy because I mean, th- think about this. I've run campaigns, I've run for office. It's like so fucking hard mm-hmm. to get people to vote. It's like <laughs> it's so right. hard to like do any kind of like program. I mean. To, to do that, you'd have to systematically put in some kind of operation involving multiple people. You're breaking the law. Everyone knows it's a felony. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Ledoux thing got, they caught that, which proves that there's a s- checks for the system. Um, and it's just like, it's so, it's so fucking crazy. People think there's just like massive voter fraud happening. I mean, sure. Maybe you can find one or two examples out of, out of a thousand or 10,000, but that doesn't mean, you know, it's like, it's, it would take such an effort and operation. I mean, you've, you've run up campaigns right you do election stuff it's like it's so fucking hard to do that right it's um 
it's, it's, it's like you need an operation of people who are, and, and you'll get caught probably. Yes, because it's really hard to do, it turns out. And the other part is that we have, uh, and there's been a lot of confusion. There's a cognitive disconnect between a vote-by-mail ballot and a ballot that was issued in a precinct by a precinct voter, right? And the reason why I say that is because I see this a lot from my friends on Facebook um, who are get concerned, like there's five ballots that get mailed to a house and nobody lives there anymore. A ballot that is not signed, that doesn't get returned to the Division of Elections, is no different than a JCPenney catalog. It, there's no difference between those two pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. It's not a and ballot till someone signs it. Somebody puts an affidavit that it's theirs. Otherwise, it's just mail like any other mail. And, and, and it, it's but that's a that's a hard thing but, for people to process because there's such a custody kind of chain of control in the other modality. Yeah, the ballot is like this sacred document that has to be guarded in a it's in right. a locked box. Yeah, but, but, in, but in Anchorage, we and this is what I, what I was going to bring up with this absentee kind of situation in Anchorage, the vote by mail, which I I did a, Kale and I did a video on a couple of years ago when we started started doing it. Mm-hmm. I learned a ton about this, and then also you know being a voter, they send you a postcard before to con, you know confirm they don't they don't they don't they don't forward ballots mm-hmm. if you have like an email like a mail forwarding thing. So I mean they check they're checking. With with the states thing with all the absentees, um, and not because you have to request it, but other states where they've been like basically sending out ballots. I, my concern there was, you know, we at Anchorage we have a system we we spent I think five years putting together, and it was there was a lot of checks put in place to make sure that. Well, people, it's the same voter ballots. file. There's no difference in the voter file they're using, Jeff. But they're not forwarding. They're not forwarding. Um, if you have like a, a, a mail forward, if you move somewhere. Right, right if you no. mo- they won't forward it. Well, they w- probably won't do that in the state of Alaska either. But but what you're talking about is data is the data in Anchorage. Purity. I mean, they won't forward it because they they, they send out yeah. postcards right. before the election to make sure. Hey, you know, right. is this you? Do you live here? Mm-hmm. We're sending you a ballot. Mm-hmm. The Alaska belongs to something called Eric Election. Oh shit, I can't remember the name now. <laughs> but Eric is a group that states belong to that basically is a vast deduping center. And what it does is it um, allows states to participate. And then as people move across state lines, the the new state. ERIC or ERIK? I think it's a, uh, Electronic Registration Information Center right down there. Oh, here we go. Eric. Boom. Because the first one that came up was, oddly enough, uh, Ballotpedia. Eric Ho. That's a candidate somewhere in Hawaii. Okay. So. <laughs> no, Electronic this, Registration Information Center. So the state of Alaska belongs to this. And so what that does is that this is like really, this is a huge issue with our military folks who register here, but then they get transferred to Georgia. So what happens in Eric is the minute this voter pops up on the Georgia rolls, they send that vote to Eric, that registrant to mm-hmm. Eric. And if that person has been registered in another state, they will send a note to the state they were previously registered in. Because they just, people don't de-register to vote when they move. It's just not a thing people do. I think sometimes it's like people just, you know, you register at some point when you get your driver's license, whatever, you move, you register. It's like, oh, you know, you don't even, it's like not like a malicious. Now, the thing thing I've always wondered, and and I don't know how you prevent this, and I don't, because I've run for office many, twice, three times now. You knock on doors, Scott, you run for office, Joel, you knock on doors. This happens all the time. I have the most updated okay. voter information right. in my system. You knock on a door. It's new people. They bought the house a year ago, which means the old people are still registered to vote there. Right. So, you know, that happens. I don't think it's a huge thing, but it does happen where people are li- registered to vote here. They moved. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do we... Fi- I don't know. I mean, you, you don't want to purge... There, there is a situation where they try to purge roles, but you also don't want to, like, knock people off who are 
legit voters, but they did they, they they look at death certificates, don't they? People died. I mean, they try to purge them that way. Yeah, it's inside the state. This is one of those things where the vital statistics will send a note to Division of Elections, mm-hmm. and ultimately they'll do that. But this is it's never going to be one hundred percent timely and one hundred percent accurate. It's I mean, you we err almost at least the state of Alaska. <clears throat> errors on the side of inclusion. And what we mean by that is we have ERIC, which is a system, right? It's designed to move people off the list or to send a note to the state to alert them that somebody's moved out of state. We're growing. <clears throat> we are excited to welcome Texas, bringing us to 30 states plus District of Columbia. Please see the press release for more details. This is Electronic Registration Information Center. Yeah. Eric. I mean, I think the thing to say is that, you know, we've always been talking about election fraud and this... You know, there's people that are voting. It's a red and, herring. Yeah, it's a total red herring. Yeah. And we, we just have to move past that. There's not like a scheme to vote right. yeah, no, I, I totally, 10 I totally times agree. I totally agree. in an election. And it, it, and, then, but it becomes an issue, and people think about it as an issue, and then people think about it um, coming into an election cycle. Well, you know, it's a fraud, and it doesn't matter if they won or not because it's not true. Well, that's not – that's, that's – Well, usually it's, the, usually it's bullshit. the other side. If It's fraud if I lose – Right. But not if I win. Like, whoever that might be saying that. Right. right. Yeah. But, but at, 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 at the end of the day, when I was talking about before, I mean, you can't compel someone. I mean, if somebody has two houses or if somebody moves, you know, I mean, we can't track every single person. We don't know where they live. They're renting. Mm-hmm. I, I just know sometimes this well, happens. Bill Gates hasn't been able to chip us yet. So. Right. No, we got, we got, we got the. <laughs> we're so close. 5G is going to make it possible. 5G. No, baby. We're, that's, that's the and COVID. That's the COVID. The chip. But, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you knock on doors, Scott. You, you've, right. you've seen this, right? Like, you have the most <laughs> yeah. updated file. New people, oh, they moved six months ago. So, yeah, so I absolutely. mean, but we can't, yeah, I mean, yeah. end of the day, you, you choose to register to vote where you, where you want to. You, you hope, you know, you hope elections are never going to be dealt with by coin toss yes, or like a yes. one vote differential, right? But yeah, for the, you just, you just said. Uh, I, mean, I think people like us who are like political people, like if I move, I'm changing the fucking thing like the same day. Absolutely. Right? I think right. most people. They're, they don't pay attention. I think we get in this bubble of, like, everybody's in, engaged on all this political stuff every day. The average voter, they go to work, they have a family, they move. They just they didn't maybe update their registration. I can tell you that I spend cycle after cycle after cycle calling union members and talking about elections. Do you know how many times I've called their mothers instead of the member? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because when they joined the apprenticeship and when they joined the union the first time, They're living home. they were living at yeah. home. And so I talk to a lot of people's lovely mothers about elections every single cycle. This is just human behavior, yes, right? Yes. It's just human behavior. And and the thing that also happened in the last couple of years is AVR. So we yep. have automatic voter registration. Mm-hmm. So a That's person the, uh, definitely yeah. wants their PFD. They definitely want to get their PFD. So they sign up and they do it. They sign up at the place that they're you know, living at. Those ne- Those are not necessarily voters. I mean, for some reason, they didn't vote before. But now they're AVR, so it it, it so that, that's the initiative of the past yeah. a couple. Yeah. Like, what, what, and so what six, that does is sixteen or eight, eighteen. So what that does is that is an annual <laughs> update. So if you as as we may view our data as it's always going to be slightly, you know, slightly short of perfect for sure. But if you think about a state that doesn't have AVR, that doesn't have an annual, I mean, and and I have been in many many meetings with this division because because AVR has its own opportunity cost, right? It's like they have to send a mailing and it's expensive and they get a little whiny about it. But the truth is 
we have the best data probably of any state in the union. Well, because we have everybody every year applying for, almost everybody applying for the yeah. dividends. So we can. Right. Exactly. We, we, and most exactly. people are going to use their, I, I know there was one case of, who was it? It was, oh, Stephen Duplantis, the QAnon guy who almost beat Ron Imhoff in the primary. He had, uh, they had disqualified him. And I think he had used like some other address because he was working somewhere. He'd used this like his. in house one. Too. He had yeah. used his like right. big like, you know, the church. And he had to like go back and say, look, like, here's my, here's my, you know, gas bill. I live here, whatever. But, um, you know, I think 90, I think we, almost all of us use our home address, but you might just type in your work address or something, right? Where maybe you get mail at your work and then, so that, this happened in house one? Yeah. In fact, yeah. they had to go find out where the guy's cat was, right? Wasn't right. that the story? <laughs> yeah, quite. Yeah. Actually, there were a lot of, you know, you look at the pre I've lived there all my life, so I know. But yeah, you look at the list and you say, oh, this person got a mailing address of such and such airport way. That's, that's not a, business. a house. That's no. a business. <laughs> the person doesn't physically live there, but you know they they summer in Arizona. Maybe they have like a little uh, like a yeah. loft above there. Because some people have these Maybe, hangers. Have you right? seen these hangers though? Where these pilot guys, <laughs> pilot people uh, will buy a hangar at some airport, and then they build it to where it's like above it as an apartment. Mm-hmm. So they have they fly a lot, whatever. They have like uh, that, that could be a thing. That that should be a thing. But yeah, but th- these people obviously didn't live at. You know, the, industrial way. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And we had we had lots of those folks that that summer somewhere else, live in Fairbanks uh, six months out of the year, apply for their PFD, which is fine, you know, but they don't physically live in that house. That's not a house. I, I think end of the day, jo- Joel, we we people, American citizens live somewhere or they live. Maybe they have two houses or three houses or maybe they move around. But you pick where you live. You pick your home state. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where you register. Right. And this Eric thing sounds pretty good. Eric's amazing. It's run by, you know, lots of formers. In fact, one of the guys who's the lead at Eric is a shout out to John Limbeck. Um, so John Limbeck was the former head of division of elections in the Knowles administration. The guy who ran against Don Young like no, four no, years? No, no, That was Steve. No. Oh, Steve was, Limbeck, sorry. That was Steve Rel- Limbeck. Relate, related? No, um, Lindbeck. I'm saying his name wrong. Okay. John Lindbeck. He now lives, and then he became the head of the Division of Elections in Oregon after the Knowles administration here, they moved to Oregon. He and a bunch of other, like, secretaries of state and former election administrators from America and for the created Eric. For the listeners, to be clear, some states have, they call them secretaries of state, which is basically lieutenant governor that, that deals with elections, right? Is right. Yes, we're one of the few states where we don't have a, that our lieutenant governor's basically sole job is division, is elections. Most people have two offices, mm-hmm. a secretary of state and a, and a lieutenant governor. So it means we're efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except this year, <laughs> fuck. Exactly. Um, right. Except for this so, year. So, so here's a side topic. I just brought this up. Do you think? I think this is. I'm curious what you guys both think. I don't think we should elect the lieutenant governor. I think the governor should pick his or her running mate. I hate that. Because remember the Mead Parnell thing where it was like, remember Parnell's letter, like, hey man, like stay in your fucking lane. Remember that? Huh, never thought about it. Yeah. You know, I, I think I, the governor here uh, he, he or yeah. she should pick. It depends. Their, Right. It depends on. Yeah, that's not my favorite friend, but uh, they get elected that way. I mean, that's the way it goes. You know, I think we should talk about whether there, there should be an elected attorney general or not. Oh, I think no, no, no. I think no way. No, no. I think no way. I think no way. Any kind so of the attorney general should be appointed by the governor and confirmed by the legislature, which you, you guys do. Traditionally, that hasn't been a problem except this time. He just picked a dud. Uh, uh, yeah, I voted for him. Kissy face. Did you avoid you? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get a chance you're, to do that over maybe, again, maybe, Scott. Maybe you'll get a kissy face emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Ed Sniffin headed your way. I think you get a chance <laughs> right. to you get a do-over. I mean, I kind of put the, um, 
AG and kind of the judge. I mean, I'm, I'm super against electing judges. I love judicial counsel. I actually wrote, uh, they were going after Carney and some of these mm-hmm. groups. And I, I came out very, with, with personally, right. but my, my landmine too. I said, look, vote for these judges. The council set up in a way to tell us who is bad, if they're bad, right? And and this idea that we're just going to start arbitrarily kind of, we don't like this. Well, it's politicizing a system that doesn't need to be politicized. And there's I so mean, many examples in Low 48 of judges crazy, who get elected. Crazy. Who all of a sudden do things to benefit their their, their donors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't like electing. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. Yeah, and Carney's way up, so good for her. Good on her. Yeah, she's yeah, she'll win, and yeah, she's a great person. I mean, personally, she's a great person. She's a volunteer, a person who's worked on, um, you know, worked for, you know, worked all of her life as an attorney. Yeah, I, I just, you know, the attacks on the judiciary are concerning. It's funny because most of the people doing it are, are oftentimes on the. It happens on both, but mostly, almost always, it's the right wing activist judges and this and that, and it's funny because. They want. I don't know why they activists. hate the Constitution. Well, but also they want activist judges who are on their side. Yep, they hate the Constitution. So, <laughs> so it's like they hate the right to privacy. And, and That's right. this is in Freakonomics. I remember, you know, of the five states, and we can talk. That's a whole different topic. But Alaska was one of the f- first five states to legalize abortion before Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. and also the marijuana thing. So, you know, I mean, I, I think there's a whole different podcast about the the shift from Alaska from greening and these like very progressive Democrats to oil to Oklahomans and Texans and everybody moving here and then how it shifted over like in the seventies and eighties to like, cause Alaska used to be, I mean, hyper progressive, mm-hmm. right? It stayed our, our first legislature had one Republican, one Republican in the legislature. And now we, you know, of course it's more like a 50, 50 or 60, 40 mm-hmm. blend, but one Republican. So and, and Hawaii was the opposite. So Hawaii has gone super progressive they have like I think they've got one Republican in their Senate compared to what we have now. Got so new results changed. Yet? Let's check here. I don't know. Uh, oh yes, holy guys, Uh-oh. we are we are we are. Uh. This is like this is not live. We're recording, but this is Thursday. There, there is an update on the division. Now, let's go through some of these because I do want to talk about some of these races and some of these flips and some of the, you know Grier Hopkins was one we th- thought would happen. Wool has gone more than we thought, more than I thought at least. Um, so let's go U.S. Senator here. Uh, that hasn't changed much. 54, well, a little bit. 54, 40. Yeah, it's about the same. Um, Don Young, 55, 44. There's 309,000 ballots counted now. So this is actually a big, big update. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't change. Let's go through the ones that are kind of noteworthy. Um, oh, that, that murderer guy, that alleged murderer guy got 5% in District F. That's wild. Uh, let's go. Any of the Senate districts aren't really changing. Oh, homegirl. There, look at that. That was stupid. I don't want to go into that, but um, it was the Von Himoff race. Yeah, that was yeah fucking so. Rosalind Casey. Uh, so, oh wow! Oh, look at this. Here's an interesting one. Now Roger Holland's still winning in N, but he's only winning by four points now. Mm. Wow! How many votes? Thir- Nineteen thousand nine hundred. No, what's the delta? Um, let me figure this. About four three hundred and fifty. Mm. No, two hundred and fifty. Two hundred and fifty. Yeah, it's forty nine. No, 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 seven. No. Ninety-five. Nine, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Whoops. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it's eight hundred. Yeah, eight, yeah, eight hundred. Okay. Something like eight hundred. So forty-nine point eight three to forty-five point six seven. Now, Kara Clift over here. Now you have a you have a story about her. Remember I that? Do. We she was on the she was on our election central. You guys sent out the mailer and famous mailer. Obviously, it had to be an accident, right? <laughs> yeah. So they they left out the F out of her first name. 
So it said last name. Or la- sorry, last name. So it said Care Clit. It did. And so like a bunch of union members sent me that, and they were like, "Holy shit!" And you're you had the best comment ever. I did when you you like you're like yeah we couldn't find it. No, no, right? you pointed it out, and I said I just was surprised you found it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That was that was that was very good. That was very good. Yeah. Um, so we're going through these districts here, and I mean, obviously, this is. Not, I've never been more proud of a typo in my life. That was very good. Okay, Lebon's still up. Uh, obviously, Thompson's still up. Where are the interesting ones? Go to five. Make sure we're still good Fives, with Adam. Adam's 52, good. 47. 8,000 okay, over 8,000 votes. Okay, what's going on votes. with six? Have they counted anything in there, or is Nilica still at like... 8,400 votes. I think it's probably... Yeah, she's still at 30%, so... What's her vote count? 25, 30. Oh, they did add some votes in there. They did. Yeah, they did. seven, eight. Let's just go through the ones. 15's the next one that's exciting. I'm, yeah, I'm curious here. 10. We're just, we're just, going, we're just going through the list here. <laughs> we're just We're making the anticipation. Me too. Ahead. Let's see here, 15. Okay, stop. I don't think they've counted any more votes. Mm. No, no, they have. They have, actually. I they can't have. see that far. 2230 yeah, to 2346. Yeah, 23, Nelson's winning. Uh, 16 votes? Is that 16 votes? Is that what no, you just 22, said? No, 22. No, no, it's... it's uh, it was 116 before this count. So 2346. No, it's the same. It's 116. Okay. Yeah, 116. Then, so then that has an update. They haven't done anything with 615 yet, it looks like. Okay. Okay, these are all the unopposed folks in a row. Twenty-two. Espeson's way up. Twenty-three. Looks like same. Tuck's gonna Tuck's be fine. fine. Okay, let's get to twenty-seven. Twenty-five hasn't changed. Twenty-six. Twenty-seven is. Liz, has it changed? Pruitt, eighty-six oh nine. Forty-three twenty-five. I think Lance might have gained something. Forty. 325 minus 4267, 58 votes. It's that's where it was before. It was. I thought it was yeah, 56. Yeah. It was 56. I think that's... 8,600 votes. So it's 50... Wow, it's 50.24 to 49.56. May have changed. Snyder's... Uh, Lance is up. Now, 28. Here we go. 20, they, they've counted 28. Wow, Kaufman's winning still, but only by about less than 400 votes. 49.78, James Kaufman, 46.19, Suzanne LaFrance. In there. There, was, there was like 6,000 oh, absentees. 11,700 votes. So they counted the absentees. This one's going to go to challenge for sure. Like somebody's going somebody's gonna to go and challenge the votes. Yeah, so it's still three points. Um, I'm curious about 31, too. Yeah, let's go down to Kelly Cooper, 31. 6,100 votes. It's it's it, Now it's 66 to 33. Vance is still way up, so... They probably haven't counted that many votes. No, no, they haven't. They haven't counted. Yeah. It was seventeen something earlier. Kelly's base election night number was twenty thirty. So she's. I don't. They've they only they, counted like three hundred votes. They may have counted a few votes in there. This is so bad that they aren't telling us what they're counting. Um, I want track changes, man. JKT it's, hits the mat soon. Or it's JK, Keenine, well, JKT right? is fifty fifty nine now. Sixty forty on that one. Okay, oh, that was obvious. Yeah, forty. Yeah, let's go to forty. Um, ooh, okay. oh boy. Now Josiah is only up by three points, so if thirty, they've counted more votes, so it's fifty-one percent to forty-seven point nine percent. What's the total vote? It was four hundred vote Delta before. Three, uh, so it's do the math there. So it's three thousand eight hundred eighty-eight votes. It's two thousand eleven minus eighteen sixty-three. Middle of the Civil War, one hundred forty-eight. Oh, she yeah. closed. She closed. Three, 250 votes. Right. I don't know how many votes and are I, outstanding. And, though, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of votes outstanding in that race because it's a, it's a rural district. Yep. I mean, they're still getting votes coming in. 
No, I want to uh, check uh, number two, two about yeah, number, two. number two. Joelle's very excited about this oh, one. So God I. help me. Wow. It's no by fucking 2,000 votes. <laughs> 50.3. It's going to be a recount. It's going to trigger an automatic recount, I think. Well, I don't think they're no. done. 300,000 votes. So they, they've closed more. So now it's now no's winning by less than 2,000 votes. So 100. They won't do it unless it's half a percent. So it's, Yeah, that's right. 152, right? 152,099. Minus one five zero one six one nineteen hundred and thirty eight votes. It's 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 down by I mean nose up by nineteen hundred and thirty eight votes. Well, out of three hundred thousand it's out. still a game. I mean it's still on. It was, earlier still it was on, it was right? like it was like seven thousand. It was like twelve thousand, then it was seven, then it was now it's two. Whew. Well, we obviously have differing opinions about ballot measure two, like even in the room. So. Yeah. Are you a no guy or a yes guy? I was a yes guy. I voted no just because I, I don't like ranked choice. <laughs> I love it. To, I would, I'd be all for, and I bet Joel's probably against this. I, I'm for a top I, two primary, one single primary ballot, top two. I don't know if you're. I'm op- I'm all for the open primary to top two, but not ranked choice. Yeah, ranked choice. So, I think so, people are going to go vote. They're going to what the fuck is this? What are we doing? I'm a legislator. I uh, I introduced the bill like six years ago or eight years ago. So I ranked so choice. So I had to, yeah. So, oh, so you're a yes report. guy then. And yeah. then <laughs> <laughs> I know Joel and I might disagree on it, but, you know. This end. one brought together the weirdest. Totally. Uh, grouping. So Nora Morris, a baggage <laughs> staffer, a hyper-progressive person, co-authored, co-penned for the landmine, a op-ed with Gret, Brett Huber, a right, very conservative. Brett ran Dunleavy's campaign. Nora was, was ran Begich's campaign. They were hardcore no on mm. two. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I don't even think you, they would be in the same building normally. Right. So it definitely grouped together. I mean, politics and strange bedfellows is a very... I mean, even non-publicly, it was beyond that because there were people that were not public. Like, I wasn't really public about where I stood. But, yeah, I mean, people next to me that I usually have dinner with were totally opposed to it. Well, I mean, it's so close. It's clear. It's obviously yeah. a very... Sp- it's a, it's, a, we- I, I was, it's I was, a weird issue, right? I was asked by some people to publicly come out with no. And I said, look, I don't want to... You know what? It's not that important for me. I don't care that much. I just feel like the ranked choice thing is a... <laughs> I think if it passes, it's going to be a very... It's going to, first of all, radically change the way we run elections, which I think candidates will have to adapt to and groups and everything. But I, I just think people are going to go in there and, and look at this ballot and they're going to think like, what, you know... I have to rank somebody I don't like. And then there's this whole thing about, haven't they said that if you don't rank, if you don't choose all the rankings and they can throw throw, no, throw away your ballot? No, is that, is, that, is that a myth? No, that's is that a myth? That's a myth, yeah. So no. there was a thing where it's like so many percentage of like, if you only vote for one person, then. Mm, no, I don't no. think that's accurate. In in other rank choice jurisdictions, you can just vote for one person. Right. And that's. Your, your ballot will count. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'll just say, I, I don't think that it's bad to have a change in the system that we've got now. Well, the, 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 the two primary really ballots, I hate it. People hate it every time they complain about it. They get confused about it every two years, the primary. Yeah. Oh no. I think going back to a jungle primary would be great for Alaska. So, so let's just talk about hypothetically. And this is you don't need ranked choice if you just get rid of the jungle primary. But yeah. mm-hmm. the Republicans and have they have taken this to court, and it's their right. To and redistricting yeah. needs to be fixed too. I mean, obviously and that's ha- and that's happening as we speak. You know, they they've um, well, it's no, the system's not. No, I mean the board, right. and they're hiring an ED, and I mean that. well, the system. The system is a setup by the governor. The governor gets to appoint two, 
the Speaker of the House and President of the Senate gets to appoint one apiece and the judiciary. So it always favors Republicans as long as they're in power. So yeah, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be sort of a stacked deck. And, and, and you you have a sort you have a story about this the Kawasaki finger. I have the Kawasaki finger. Yes, or they, the they Ka- thought, it was the Kawasaki get- appendage <laughs> originally, mm-hmm. but then they thought the appendage would be. That sounds um, like a sexual. It totally sounds sexual. So now that they they drew a line around your house, except these these dummies, they picked your sister, right, Sonia, who yep. they thought was your wife, I guess, yep. <laughs> and they picked the wrong fucking house. Because they, they were literally to, was they were trying to put you with somebody the other the other people yeah it was literally I can appendage. testify was, I was there it was it was how did you first hear about it like, did you see it or something or how did you first how, how did you yeah, become aware of this they told us I mean they they published the list I mean they published the maps and said this is the new map and mm-hmm. that wait was, but you but when did you become when did you become aware like oh they picked Sonia's house not my house dummies my sister knew so she told me Sonia and uh, you know she's a smart person she's a lawyer she's like well, well that's kind of weird like what the heck <laughs> why am I in this weird thing <laughs> yeah what the heck but the you know the process is interesting for redistricting in Alaska because while I agree with Scott it's completely stacked for the party in power um it is a very porous thing and by, by porous what I mean is when the system starts to have its meetings, groups, because I've been involved in two Which I wasn't even, in the first one, I wasn't even allowed in. They kicked me out. They, they eventually let me back in the first meeting. Remember that? Yes, I remember it's that. It's like fucking that's, bullshit. That's like, I, I'm, I'm watching the meeting, you know? You can't <laughs> yeah. be having right. secret meetings here that you publish publicly and then not let people in, lock the door. But one of the things that happens in Alaska, which people probably, maybe, even the people listening to this podcast, while I expect they're the most informed people. Landmine listeners are very hyper-informed people. Hyper-informed people. We love that. Super. So we have groups that meet and organize and buy the software, and then they monitor this process in real time. And then we often, me included, as well as the labor movement, we've done this two cycles, we hire map makers and we get the software, and because at the end of the day, it's going to go to court, mm-hmm. and it's he who maximally qualifies with the Constitution will win. And so they can do the Kawasaki finger, but the Kawasaki finger, <laughs> they can do it in an iteration, but it won't pass constitutional muster. Well, well there, there's been, um, I've listened to podcasts and I've read articles about, some people have said, just let the, you know, put in all the census data, and let the computer and they, they use they use software so they have the right. software. Mm-hmm. Let the software fucking create the map, and then it's there could be a vote or something. No, and the reason why is because the constitution requires that it is. There's a couple things that would make that impossible vis-a-vis the constitution. One is there's a rule in the constitution that says it should only it should violate a borough boundary minimally, mm-hmm. and if it has to, it only can go in one direction. And two. The most, every single map that gets litigated gets litigated in the same piece of the Constitution, which is socioeconomic integration. Well, because what didn't one and time that's was. That's why, yeah, that's why mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. 2012 map yeah. went out. Like mm-hmm. they fought it in court. So Guttenberg. David Guttenberg represents Fairbanks. He lives like five miles away from me. That's what I was going to bring up. Represented. Didn't, didn't, didn't they go to like a, mo- a monarch? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring that all up. All yeah. the way out to the, to the sea. And they said, well, you know, it's fair. It's because it's, you know, it's contiguous. And and so they argued that in court, too. And so they changed that. But it was only after the election, which... Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Really, my, my understanding, really and I remember I was running in 2012. I was running for yep. Senate. And I was remember I remember it was summertime. We were like, is this map good? Because like, I had Kevin Meyer before 2012. Mm-hmm. And then I moved into Lisa McGuire. 
So I remember thinking, like, is this thing going to, like, where, who, where, where am I running? What's, what's going yeah. on? Um, but I've heard that, you know, you look at the, the, the strike down of part of the Voting Rights Act, and I've heard from some people that there's less now barriers or challenge, potential challenges in these maps because of the Voting Rights Act has changed. Well, the, the, what the Voting Rights Act required was something called preclearance. We had to be precleared by the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice is protecting minority representation, and they do it in a very clear way. If you're going to admit it, if you're going to reduce the number of majority minority districts in, a, in, a, in any given jurisdiction, you have to come up with the evidence that there was no other way to do it. Now that's gone, right? That's gone. Right. So, so where you could see the maximum mischief is actually in a rural community. However, to a certain extent, socioeconomic integration protects some elements mm-hmm. of rural Alaska, right? Because the reason why David's map was unconstitutional is because Esther is not socioeconomically integrated with Imonic, right? They're not socio. That's why. <laughs> Way different. <laughs> Way different. They both start with E, but that's about it. That's, yeah. Um, so that socioeconomic integration has been fairly tightly defined by the court. And so if, as you go through the map here, what is the socioeconomic integration of Bethel? Is it Anchorage or is it only the villages? Is it, is it a village that they historically, is it, are they socioeconomically integrated with Nome? How big? I think the question because that, I think the question, I just want to say one thing. I think the question that faces Alaskans, especially rural Alaskans is how big is too big? for a district, for a person to govern. Well, at the end of the day, it's about population, right? Right. So that's right. why these rules, that's exactly. why a district 40 or mm-hmm. Senate district, whatever, I think it's T or R, we're, yeah. we're also, that's why it's bigger than like most states because right. of pop- population. And is that right? Is that fair? Or does that? Cons- well, so, here, so here's another question. And then I've asked this and Scott, you're the person to ask. We've had mm-hmm. 60 legislators since 1959. Yep. Do we need more? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. We have 40 House yeah. reps, 20 yeah. senators. Absolutely. Well, I mean, have they, have they, has, that, has that conversation come up ever? It's, it was a ballot initiative yeah. three or four years ago. Yeah. Why do we have, flames. what's the population in 1959? I mean, it should have probably it, was a couple hundred thousand, right? Right. right. Now we're at it's 700 come It's something. come up. It's definitely an issue that we have all talked about because there are districts that are the size of Texas. I mean, is that really the size of, is that really the kind of district you want? Let's pop that baby in the roof. Let's add some folks. We'll get, we'll get me in there. But, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we talked about that. Um, yeah. It was several years ago when the ballot initiative came up, but uh, yeah, I'm just going to look this up here. Alaska population size. I bet you I, the population in 1959 was probably a third. Oh, I, yeah, definitely. Let's pull this up here. So it's 700 according to the 731. If we go to this uh, thing here, it'll show historical. Let's keep talking so we don't. So, yeah, I, you know, I, uh, we've talked about that. We've talked about having a unicamera legislature. Yeah, I've heard that before. We've talked about doing it um, nonpartisan elections. Uh, there's lots of things that the legislature can do. See, I was, I was right. 1960, I, I said 200,000, 226,000. We, so are, third, we are like three times more, over three times more the population we were in 1960. Mm-hmm. And we still have 60 mm-hmm. legislators. Mm-hmm. I mean, some states have way more than we do. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, New Hampshire has like, New Hampshire actually has, it's funny enough, the, I think the third largest legislative body in the world mm-hmm. over like, after like <laughs> DC, America and like India. Yeah. They have like 500, almost 500. Look that up here. New Hampshire. It's like weird. They pay them $100 a year. Mm-hmm. 
they have like a fuck ton of house reps. They have like very few senators. Yeah, I barely get to meet my friends uh, in the twenty member Senate right now. But yeah, I, I think there's there's they, there's a cause to or a challenge or a thought that yeah we should have a larger. They they call it the general court. I love that. Four hundred and twenty four seats. Wow. Four hundred reps. Wow. And twenty four senators. So they have a weird thing, you know, if live free or die, the whole deal with, but, but that's a weird, that's a weird one. But yeah, I mean, that's a, so let, let, let's, um, I just want to, I'm going to break this down um, before I was going to bring this up. In, in my situation, I was running for office. I got out because of this Democrat lady wouldn't get out. And that kind of, you know, I knew it was going to happen in a rank. Cho- and I'm curious what you think here, because I've gone through this a million times in a rank choice election, top four primary rank choice. Right. Right. So it would have been. Effectively, me, Von Imhoff, Senator Von Imhoff, Rosalind Casey, and Stephen Duplantis. Because there's four of us. That, that, there was four people. So we'd all four go to the general um, under ranked choice. Now, I don't know. I've thought about this a lot. What do you, th- I mean, I think I probably would have been a lot of people's second choice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're my second or third or fourth choice. You're, you're I one love, of those. I, I love that I'm one of your, because I mean, because I mean, this is what Lincoln did. I mean, Lincoln, <laughs> Lincoln was not supposed to get the nomination. And, and this is essentially what he did. He convinced in 19, 1860 a majority of the delegates, look, I know you're going to go for Seward or this guy Salmon Chase or there was this guy Bates. I mean, these, Seward was supposed to be the guy, right? So he convinced a major, his people, convinced a majority of delegates to promise to, to vote for him on the second round as a second choice, basically. And they couldn't, get to, they couldn't get to a consensus and he got it. So what do you think would happen in my case if that was a top four ranked choice? And I've thought a lot about this and I'm really curious what you think. Well, in your district, in particular, because you are 23, 24, 23, right? yeah, Tuck and, and Cop, yeah. now, now McKay. So in that environment, Roslyn Casey's votes get recycled first, and they get reassigned. You think you think she'd be, because Duplantis would be Republican, but he's... He's a Republican, he's, he's running against Von Imhoff, so you get the Republican, those don't like, so it's such a huge, 24 is such a huge Republican. Oh yeah, district, I went like right? 60%, I think so. right. I, I got to check, something so huge think, for Trump. Yeah. No matter what, I mean, unless you're the first to be recycled, let's just, I'm just going to, for the sake of argument, I'm going to assume you beat Rosalind Casey because you're running as an independent. So and how would it look? It would say Natasha Vanimoff, Republican, Stephen Duplantis, Republican, right. Rosalind Casey, Democrat, Jeff Landfield, Probably petition independent. or independent or whatever well, it's Well, that's one of the issues of this election cycle. Like, how are we going to name these people? Yeah, what, what does it say? Yeah. Right. So if you're an independent, I'm just going to presume in those districts in particular, because you have 24 involved, the D gets the lowest total number of votes. So you're, all of the Ds, whatever they are, probably do recycle and they probably all go to you. The question is, does that give you enough votes to... Um, because then the next person, if nobody gets 50%, and let's presume now it's, so it's you against Natasha. And it's the planet guy. Well, so he's still in the mix because nobody's at 50%, but he's the, he's the second guy to be recycled. So where, where do, where do his, his votes go? Yeah. Yeah. So are they, are they a big enough question ballot? Like I hate Natasha Von Imhoff with all my purple soul. I'm going to vote for Jeff or am I just going to pick Natasha as my number two? Who knows? It's, it, it's, 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 I've had the same kind of mental conversation with myself and I'm like, maybe it would help me or maybe it would, maybe I would be recycled first. I don't know. Yep. So I the, think in lots but of, but that's why, that's why you campaign. Well, the difference here is that you're in Anchorage. You came to Fairbanks, everybody's purple, right? And I think that it changes things in Fairbanks. Oh, cause lot. you, cause you beat Pete Kelly and that was the one everybody was remembered. That was the right. one that we were all right. watching. Right. 
And, and I think that, uh, you know, it, it depends if you're in, it depends on where you're at, right? Where you're at. I think there's definitely more partisanship down here in Anchorage than there is in Fairbanks. And so that's where we disagree is I don't think it's bad to have this rank choice vote where a person who, you know, has a letter after their name or doesn't have a letter after their name wins because in the end, you know, it's, it, we're all Alaskans. We're so, going to vote the right, we're going to vote the right way. We're going to come down to the legislature. So what, what happens in hyper like partisan, you know, like th- downtown Anchorage is very Democrat. Parts of the so, Valley are very, so, the, Repo- the, so could you have like three or four Republicans in the ranked, in the ranked, in the ranked choice mm-hmm. vote? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But that's, that's the other problem is that redistricting and who controls redistricting and who makes the deck basically who stacks the deck for Democrats or Republicans. Cause that's what they're looking at. That's what they're doing. And that's where it matters. So most. if this thing passes and it could 2000 votes, I wonder how re- I wonder if that will have an impact on how the redistricting board kind of draws things. Or not really. Well, just draw there are it. some people amongst my friend group who believe that it creates a level of chaos as to be make it harder for them to redistrict. But I could see, I could see that. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. It, so th- if you think chaos brings um, lack of ability to kind of like control the outcome, if you think that's what this is what's happening, then that's great. But your point earlier about House District Twenty Five is. Let's be mindful of that, right? Well, I think we should talk about 25 because... um, Just a few years ago, that was a completely different piece of... That was a completely different piece of turf. Totally. So so 25 is the Mel Gillis one, and I ran Mel's Mm -hmm. campaign, and Mm -hmm. um, we were talking about it before, and he was up 800 and some votes after on election day. I felt good about it. We ran the affinities. Now it's flipped. Uh, Shroggy's, um, he's quote-unquote independent, but he's Democratic nominee. Um, He's up now. It's like 48, 52 um, that district is fascinating because I went back to 08, which was the most comparable year. It was a different district then, but it was mainly the same. High turnout. Um, McCain killed Obama. He got way more votes. But now in this year, right now, and there's almost 9,000. We were projecting 7,300 votes, 7,400 votes. 08 was 12 years ago. Why would you go back that far? Well, we, well, we, were, we were going back on 2016, 2012. I was going just to look after the whole thing yeah, happened, I was curious. Yeah. So we were, we were thinking there was going to be 70,000 around 7,000 votes right now. There's 8,700 votes and Biden is winning over Trump, which is a whole revert, massive reversal from 08 with Obama and McCain. And then um, Galvin is winning and, and Galvin and Begich Bege- actually won 25, two years ago, but, but not by very much. And Revac won. Yeah, and I think you're doing yourself a disservice by comparing it to 2008 because it was a different map. It was it, it was it was map it was different. I checked it was it was I think it was more than half similar. Well, it depends it, on the half. This is what we're talking about. Yeah, right? yeah. And I think the candidate also matters and Shroggy ran a campaign that was a qualified campaign. He, but my, my Mel, he ran a good campaign. But Mel did too. I mean, Mel, Mel Mel's different I kind know of, they're, you very different Mel, but, they're very different people. Very different people. But Shroggy ran a good race. He knew what he was doing. He came into it. I was trying to talk to him to run for the Senate seat, and he's like, no, the matchup between the House race is probably better, and I totally agreed with him. I mean, it, it was good. He was a young, up-and-comer, working, you know, I mean, you know, young wife, family, living in district for a long time, military career versus this, I mean, you know, nice guy, but... Older guy, 
didn't really have kind of like John Wayne's. Yeah. And Love Mel. So I think, I, you know, I, anyways, I, I well, like, and, I like and, Mel too. And, and, and Mel and, was a nice guy. And, and Mel's, again, Mel's he, disadvantage they, was he was never on the ballot. Nobody ever voted for Mel before. Exactly. He was appointed. And they ran a really tough race and they won. And they won. Well, then they also, I mean, he, he did good. He raised 120. Mel raised, I think we raised a 90 something. Shoggy raised 120. He got a lot at the end. And then also there was third party groups on both sides. Yep. Mm-hmm. Labor came in and other groups earlier. And then this other Republican group popped up at the end. That was helping, like you know, Gillis and, and uh, Pruitt, um, Rasmussen. I'll never understand for the life of me why they waited so long. Why did it, they it wait was, so it, long? It was very late, and I obviously didn't. I heard about it because I people told me, "Hey, I got mailers." Or people told me stuff. I wasn't coordinating, but I I could see it. I mean, people would show me the mailers, and I knew that. But it was it was like October, right? I know the I Republican strategy is like a seventy-two hour blitz, right? But if you've, I mean, let's line Did, up the votes. I mean, Snyder. Shroggy, who else were Hop, they all? Uh, Grier. Gr- I mean, Wool, they were they Ivy, came in yep. so Tuck. late. Yeah, we always do decision weekend, right? We do like the decision weekend stuff, and we do a What's blitz. decision weekend. It's like the between weekend before the election. Weekend before the election, so it's always like uh, um, Halloween mm-hmm. before election day, and you know what happens is you know we get blitzed. And we usually get creamed. Well, but the thing but is, I've, I've run this campa- time, the last couple times, it didn't happen. I've because run campaigns. We had to run early. I've run campaigns, and I just feel like in that, that these absentee ballots made it, made a change. But I don't know. I, I just don't feel like the last minute stuff is that effect because you have to like do a lot to reach people to get a message out. You have to be doing it consistently over time. Unless, unless it's something so salacious yeah. and so fucking crazy, mm-hmm. those usually don't. I mean, maybe you get exactly. very tiny, tiny margin. But if you were to ask a Republican operative about what's their known, what the strategy they normally use is, they use a seventy-two hour blitz at the end to blitz. bring Republicans yep. home. And in this particular year, I mean, I guess I would argue they were all in in defending Dan Sullivan, and to that end, they they accomplished their mission. Right. Because if you really look at where the heart and the investment was, it was in not losing a U.S. Senate race. And they did not focus down ballot early enough to yeah. cut through I mean, the noise so, at the end. So in 25 on the cards cast, I mean, I've been looking at this very closely and um, Sullivan is barely beating gross. I mean, it's, it's like mm-hmm. a couple hundred, less than a couple hundred votes. And the third party guy got 300 and some votes. Uh, Galvin is beating Young by by quite a bit, I mean, a couple, almost 300 votes. And Biden's winning by 200 and some votes. So I just don't know, speaking from this campaign perspective, I mean, and, and Mel's down by about 350 or 60 votes. I mean, I don't know if there's anything we could have done based on the down ballot. You know, we, we tried really, we did everything we could do, I think. But, I mean, it's interesting. Shroggy has more votes than Biden. Like 100 more votes. Than, so that tells me this race was a, people really focused on this House race. Right. Totally. I think he grew up in that district a lot like Scott grew up in his, too. And right. I think He did, yeah, he you, said that, yeah. You can't underestimate that, that he, there are people in that district that he went to elementary school with. And that could be the 100-point delta. Right, that, yeah, absolutely. That yeah, he, he, you know, it's like, at the end of the day, this is small-town politics every time you it's always on it's, the mar- I mean, it's always on the margins. Your totally campaigns retail. are about the margins. He, yeah, he had, a, he had a terrible last name, like Shroggy. That's a weird last name to pronounce. Yeah, what, what, one of our ads, one of our, one of our ads <laughs> right. we did, we hired a voice actor, and I sent him the script, and he's like, Calvin Shrog. And I was like, hey, dude, you have to like... It's, <laughs> just, it's, a, it's a weird name to pronounce, but, you know, you... I agree, I mean... He made, he lived there for the, you know, for a I long think his time. Whole life he was born and raised he, in the district. Yeah. No, he, he said that in his, he said that in and his videos. And there's, there's going to be 
kids that went to school with him that say, oh, hey, Calvin. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally and here's, remember him. So total side note, when my daughter was getting ready to go to college, I used his business. I didn't know he owned that oh, business. Oh, t- tutoring business? Yeah. yeah, because she needed 20 more points on her SAT and was going to save a $60,000 in WUI scholarships. I mean, like, I, I, you're a bargain, Calvin. I'll nice. pay it. And obviously, camp- <laughs> you know, obviously campaigns are, you know, you're on a side and, you know, I, I always move. I, for the most part, I move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were, you know, growing against Calvin. That was with the right. campaign. But, but before all this went down, um, in, in January, there was a Storm Campbell Lake thing that some people put on that we were part of. And uh, Calvin actually reached out, and he, he brought some fire pits for us, some little, you know, fire wood burning things for the de- – and I was like, that's great, thanks, you know. Appreciate it, appreciated that. I think he might be an early nice guy. Mel oh, Gillis I, is also yeah. a really nice I, I never guy. Said, I never said he wasn't. My, my, our campaign was about, you know, and I, and I think – I don't know how you feel about this, but I ran as an independent. I got out because of circumstances. Mm-hmm. And, and it really bothers me because when you say independent now, and I heard this so much at the door, oh, yeah, you're a fucking Democrat. Because, right. because, because <laughs> here's the thing. And I mean, and I was in the petition. I told people I, I'm not a part of a par- party ballot. I'm not, Yeah. but every independent that I can think of always goes with the Democrats and the Walker thing happened. And I just think like it kind of hurts when you say independent, but you're supported by one side, you know, you're not, I mean, are you really independent? You know, if you get $10,000 from the party or if you get, so I don't, I just, I just well, feel ballot like, measure two is only going to, Further confuse that point because the only people who are going to win in eight years will be independents. Yeah, right. no, Mark I think that's words, true. The yeah. only people who will win elections in eight years, except House District three, current map three through twelve, be D Fair, Fairbanks and Fair, so the yeah. Valley and Valley, yeah, yeah, and Scott all win. Are you going independent? If this thing passes, you're going to switch registration. <laughs> No, because I heard, I heard some I, legisl- legislators told me if it passes, they're going to go to independent. They told me, I've well, heard that. I'm I'm a Democrat. I mean, I can't hide from that. I'm a Democrat, <laughs> and, and, and that's so why I believe that, in certain things. The thing I like about you and Chris Tuck and Bill Wilkowski, you know, you guys are Democrats. You guys are proud to be Democrats. You you don't hide from it. People are proud to be Republicans. Yeah, I just don't like when somebody says I'm 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 independent, but they really they're really obviously kind of going with one side. Well, I think you. Oh, well, okay. Well. So that's about organizing. Yes. And that's not yeah. necessarily, like, let's talk about Jason Gren for a second <laughs> about independence. Yeah, no, that's another you know, a great example. He he was not a technical, he was not a textbook Democrat, not by a long no, no. ways. But he organized with the Democrats, but he's anti-choice and he's pro, he's super oily. God bless Jason Gren. Right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. You're going to get a lot more of that kind of like blend yeah. of viewpoint inside in a positive prop to environment where, where people are all over the map. And so how are you going to govern? This is my big question. Like, how are you going to get anything accomplished? Because everybody's entitled to be on every piece of the map on every single issue. And God bless the majority whip in that environment. Think about the legislature that could produce. And right now we're, the house has gone from 28, 20, now it's 21 or 22 Republicans. And obviously four or five of them are just totally unwilling to, you know, yeah. be part of, so that's going to be a mess. The Senate tomorrow, they're meeting. I heard there's 13 of them, but three of them are just maybe even more. If you look at like Roger Holland and Rob Myers, I don't know. They're so new to it, but you know, Mike Schauer and Laura Reinbold, I mean, they just go on Facebook and on the radio and say, everybody's a motherfucker. And, you know, they just, like, scream and yell about everything if they don't get their way. So are they going to have a majority? I mean, I think very difficult. 
I think it's going to be extremely difficult to govern with folks that already criticized their colleagues who are coming down to Juno here. And, uh, and, and they saw that. January. We saw and, that. And everybody's here. Like I said, like you said, everybody's here now. They're talking about it. But in the end, I don't know how they do it. We saw that in 18, after 18. I mean, they gave Laura Labor and Commerce. They gave Shelly Hughes, Laura Reinbold Labor and Commerce. They gave Shelly Hughes Judiciary. And they gave Mike Shower State Affairs. And that lasted about not even half the, half the legislature. And the House, good gravy. The house. So I tell people this. I, I say you got you got you got Sarah. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm not talking bad about them. I'm just saying you got Sarah Vance, David Eastman, Christopher Kirka, McCabe. Uh, I'm going to put McCabe. I've heard from some people. I think I'm just going to for a second put him in the. Let's say he's not like Carpenter, Carpenter, and Gillum. Gillum. Okay, that's that th- 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 that is nowhere. Even th- that aside, yeah, the, the fish thing. But that aside, that guy. <laughs> and even I've heard McCarty. I don't know him there. Well, he seems pretty no, normal. He to might me. be more. I think rational. he's like a constitutional. No, you know, yeah. it sounds like. Binding caucus he thing. He has some serious so, grammar so, issues on his yard signs, which just, I live in that district and every yeah, time that's I your, that's your. by, I was always like, Jiminy Christmas, like, you, you're like a doctor or something. Did, didn't you have anybody who majored in English on your, yeah. <laughs> your campaign? So, so, so essentially, even if you have 23, oh. even if you get 23, you have four or five people who are just, un, I mean, so, and here's the other thing, Ben Carpenter and Sarah Vance and Eastman and Kirka and Gil, none of these people have ever been in a majority. All like all Vance and Eastman and Carpenter know is like fuck Bryce Edgmond. I'm gonna stand up. Everybody's a motherfucker. You can't. You Scott, you've been in the majority, right? I've been, been in both. Yeah, I've been in both. So you can't. You act differently, right? When you're in the yeah, majority, it's, it's going to be a real challenge. I mean, think about those people that have again criticized their colleagues or campaigned against them. Remember when uh, Shower and Shelley like re- left, made, left the building to, made to not promises. vote? Yeah. They, they ran away they, from the they building. They like left. They, they physically I, like, why was, are they leaving? I was running what, around what downtown Juno looking York? for that. I was at Heritage. I was it, running around the sushi. Sh- it's going to be a total shit show. I mean, that's the way to explain it. It's going to be and, terrible. And like, I don't know not, how they're going to, I don't know. There's, there's no savings. have an organization. There's no savings left. There's right? no savings. The governor left. introduced the budget December fifteenth. Yep. Balanced budget. They used to they used to say, okay, well we have savings, we'll balance it with us. Yeah. Can't do that anymore. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What are we gonna do in this fucking state? I mean, here's the other thing I'm thinking about <laughs> out loud. In twenty twenty two there's a gubernatorial race and then Lisa. But I mean, Ethan I think was a kind of presumptive like democratic guy, and that's not happening. I mean, I, I think there's probably at this point, I'm talking out louder. Probably better than not chance that Mike Dunleavy is governor again. I mean, who's going to primary him? Probably the nobody. The only reason why ballot measure two is a good idea is because it makes that possible. <laughs> now, Joel, now, now Joel's coming over. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, I, he's not going to get primaried, I don't think, by anybody serious. Who's well, who's a Democrat? I don't know about that. Maybe somebody pop. Maybe Mike Navarre. Somebody told me Mike Navarre might run or something. I don't know. I think we're sitting in a room with three people, and I think one of them might be a great person to run. You can't tell, but I'm pointing at He's Joel. pointing at somebody, and he's, oh he's pointing, pointing at, at somebody, and it's not me. It's oh not God. you. It's not me. But yeah, I mean, I think you you ever run you for know, Alaska's ready for change. No, no. she hasn't run for office, but I, we totally want her Hall, to run. Hall for governor. Mm. We could have a she, time with your Jill, name, too. Like, so she has, like, great credentials. Like, I, I don't know if I'm, you know, you've got great credentials. I mean, she came up here with the military. She's worked military intelligence. Oh, we did a po- That was a great she, podcast. We did she's, yeah, she's worked for the labor union, making sure people have jobs and a great economy. Yeah. Well, right now, I, would you I ever, would. right now, I'm going to ask you, would you ever, would you ever consider I, running for any office? No. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run her campaign. 
I'm going to do a draft Joel. <laughs> you know do a draft be, Joel. Be, be careful. Right because now, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it online. Draft Joel. I, I did. I did this once as a joke year, many years ago, in like 2014. I did a. I did a draft. There's a kind of a joke. It was a long story, but I did a draft <laughs> Rebecca Logan for Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I did this. I did a draft Rebecca Logan for. What the hell was it? I don't even know what was it was. It a, was it Anchorage mayor? For, no, 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 no. This is like 2013. It was, oh, Lieutenant Governor. Lieutenant Governor. And um, and, and I did it as kind of a joke. And I, you know, people knew I was, anyways, Amanda Coyne uh, was still, what was that? It was like early 14. So Amanda Coyne did like a, a blog post. Jeff Lanfield starts draft Rebecca Logan for Lieutenant Governor Facebook page. And like, I got, I started getting calls from people like, Hey, you motherfucker, what are you doing? Like, you know, and I was, that's what I learned. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. Uh, I don't have to be careful about you, this. You're a little bit, you know, you're a little different. Well, no, I don't have to be careful about the pick. Mm. I think well, she's great. True. Yeah. Well, I, I think she's, she said no, but we're, I know she's shaking her head. She said no, but she was kind of saying, no, she she's shaking her head like randomly, like, yeah, but I'm sorry. But I, I think she'd be excellent. I love my husband more. <laughs> he, now, now he's uh, culinary, right? Uh, he's a retired command sergeant major. But didn't he do some culinary thing? I, yeah, he went back to college after he retired ten years after, and now he went. He went to culinary school at UAA. As a, he likes to rub it in. He's got two degrees. He likes to rub it into our kids. <laughs> is he, is he cooking a lot? Or yeah, he's a good cook. He likes baking. He look. He looks like a pretty intimidating fellow. Like when I've he's, seen pictures. You sergeant know? Major, so that's like that's pretty high up. He's yeah, he was a command sergeant major. He was E nine. Oh, he was a CS. Damn, yeah. Were you reti- were you retired or no? Were you? you He's retired. You, I'm not. Not you. You didn't do twenty. You didn't do the twenty thing. I didn't. No, no. I I did four years active duty and then another three years in the Guard and Reserve. I love that pic you always share on like Veterans Day of you and those two other people. You look you look so you look so different. I know. When was that picture? Um, that was 1980, probably six. Wow, that's a you you share that every like Veterans Day or yeah, those Memorial are my uh, airborne sisters. The one on the left is uh, I still see her all the time. She lives in Chicago, and I go visit her. The one in the middle I don't see as much anymore. I have a couple other really good ones like me on a drop zone somewhere, but I don't know. That's but the one I could find on Facebook. My friend Margaret Stock, you know, you know Margaret yeah. Stock. She mm-hmm. she has a picture. She was a retired um, army, and she has a picture of her like long time ago, much younger, and she's holding like. I guess they always put the smallest person on the M60. Oh, for some. Yeah. So she has a, she's like this woman yeah, kind of right. with this fucking M60, and she's shared it before. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I, I think, I, I, I might have, uh, might have my um, ordinance all mi- mixed up, but I, there are these moments that you have that you're like, oh yeah, I think I had to. K-. It's um. That's like a very big machine gun. The M60 is yeah, the huge one, the big, yeah, the big like, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that. They called it the Hog. Yes, the Hog. Yes. And they call carrying it hump on the hog. Yeah, so so I guess they they, they, they have this weird thing where it's like the smallest. They always give it to the smallest person. Yeah. for some bizarre. Well, they like maybe to it's make funny. you watch. They like to watch you run with it. Because I mean, the M sixty is a huge. I mean, it's, it's a huge weapon, and I had to run. I remember we were on this. It was like some weird exercise. I don't know why I was with these people. I had all these little side hustles in the army where I like I worked at Seer School. And I would go out on these exercises all the time with people. Here, well, that's a search. That's a well, that's a survival sur- escape, escape resistance yeah, invasion. Yeah. That's the hardcore. I was oh the resistance. Gosh. They put you yeah. in the cage and all that. Well, shit. no, I was the cager, not the KG. Oh, so you had yeah. the, you had more fun. Yeah, more, yeah. More I was the, I was an interrogator on the compound. Because you were because you were military intelligence. 
I was an interrogator. Yeah, military intelligence. Mm-hmm. So it's like give me the information, or like right. putting you back in the cage. Okay. It puts yeah. a lotion on its skin, or it gets the hose again. Okay. These poor bastards. Draft Joel. Draft Joel. Draft Joel. Seriously, I'm, I'm serious. No. You heard it here first, folks. Uh. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if it was that, but I remember having to carry it one time and having to run and thinking, oh my God, I am going to fall down. And you know, you're too prideful because you're the only person, you're the only female for, I don't know, 10 square miles. And so you're trying really hard to like represent your entire gender mm-hmm. every minute of your day. And so I was determined to hold on to this ginormous thing and run as far as I could with it. I think I, I think I did myself proud, but so I don't really remember. We're on a podcast, so people can't tell, but Joelle's tiny. Tiny. I'm not tiny. You're tiny. I would call her tiny. I mean, she's and not. I, she's I not, just, she's very, I I say, very fit. Again, I am. She does the, the, the spin class, right? I'm going to do draft Joelle. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I, I, I I'm need, super, yeah. I know you did the spin. I think she might, I think, I think she might have a, a opinion about that. Um, she does now, have an opinion. I, I know. I knew you did the spin class thing because I've like, I called you once or something. You're like, it was like, I got to go to bed because I'm doing spin class at like five. I was like, what? But um, you posted <laughs> a picture once, and this is the funniest thing. It was in the stalker. Yeah. It was you and like a bunch of men. It's all men in my class. Yeah. And then Christopher Constant commented like, <laughs> like, oh so my God. That's like, a good day I'm at work. I'm in heaven. <laughs> and I remember being like, if I, if it was reverse, if it was one man and like a hundred women and I was like, oh my God, yeah. I'm in heaven. I'd be in trouble probably. You're, you're, you're actually not wrong about that. But, but uh, that was like hilarious. Cause it was, it's all, it's all men in your class or. Well, so just, just caveat. I want, I want to make sure nobody, everybody understands that no spin classes are happening on a military installation in the middle of a pandemic. But, yeah, this was, this was an old yeah. pre-COVID picture. But yeah, by and large, it was my classes were active duty army people. So are you one of these people primary. who are like, come on, fucking go. And like, are you? Yes. And, oh my gosh. I gotta, but I'm not. No, I usually again, am a little yeah. happy about you it. You and I could be co-chairs of the Draft Joel Campaign committee. She's she's gonna she's gonna she's I gonna. Let my she, music I know do the that she doesn't want to do it. She's gonna the, spin them into the voting booth. Oh, perfect! I just, yes, I just absolutely. No, yeah. that day I think I posted one day, one of my last days there. <laughs> it was all these like There's, super young fit men. Oh yeah, well that's what the army's full of, right? So the army's full of young fit men. One of my last days. This is just like one of the best days. I have all these tracks, you know, because you have to make all these tracks and you have to time everything in the music and blah blah blah. So I had this one particularly rowdy class and all it takes is like one unit that's like really kind of fun, loving and rowdy. And they come, sometimes it's like that, but usually it's like onesies and twosies. Like they're not there as a unit, but this day it happened to be like a whole unit that was there and they were really, really rowdy. And when, when I had Britney Spears hit me one more time, (laughs) they were singing at the top of their lungs and every time I said, hit me, baby, one more time, I'm like, yeah, turn that gear up. Let's go. Like, <laughs> climb, climb. Because we're climbing at this point. It was really fun. And, the, you know, there are soldiers. They like to be tortured. So it's great. I just remember that, Christopher. I, I think it was like, what did he say? What did he say? It was like, I'm in heaven or something. Yeah, it was. Something like well, that. And I was like, oh, my God. It's not the worst day to, it's not the worst way to spend the first hour of your waking day. So you, you do that really early, right? Like 5 or 6 or something? It was 6.45 in the morning. Oh, hmm. Jesus. I mean, I haven't done it since the pandemic started, and I have a spin bike in my basement, but see, it's getting a little dusty. Yeah, gonna, it was really motivating to go there to be with them, and I've just got to get my... Maybe you can do, like, a distanced... Maybe you do, like, a Zooms. Well, That'd that's be kind of weird. Peloton was doing that. Peloton has a little app, you know, where you can mm-hmm. do it. So I can do right. it on my bike at home. I just... That, remember that stupid... Was it Peloton, that stupid fucking commercial where they had the woman... 
Right. He like bought her the bike or something. Yeah. And she had that like like look on her face, like hmm. Remember In that my family, what we would say is, are you calling me fat? Yeah, yes. <laughs> because anytime somebody makes a joke in my house, the first thing is like, are you calling me fat? Even I, though I, it has nothing to do with anything. I had a friend years ago, like, this was a long time ago. Um, he bought, this is here in Alaska, maybe right after I moved here a couple of years. He bought his girlfriend a treadmill for Christmas. Oh and, gosh. and I guess she like, uh, my understanding was like, she had like wanted it. Like he didn't do it like. Yeah. Hey, here, she, wants she like yeah. mentioned it and she was fucking pissed. You know, she was, you can't, it became like a, that, scan, really? it became a scandal. Yeah, of course. But she like, he had yeah. said, she, I, w- I want a treadmill for the house. So, you know, she saw it as like signaling, like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. It became a big <laughs> it's issue. It's like giving somebody a washing machine as a present. It's not oh. really. Yeah. It's not really. Yeah. Yeah. Give it to him maybe like three months later. Hey, you want right. to get a treadmill? Right. When you've been married Chocolate. forever, like I have been, you look at Christmas and you're like, sure. What are we giving each other for Christmas? And it's usually something very functional, like, I think we need a dishwasher, or maybe we should paint the house, or maybe we should, I don't know, get new carpet. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's like Christmas becomes a little like, less. Like a futon. Char- or it's a little less charged. Yeah, like, like, a, like a lazy boy. Chocolate roses, that's not a gift. That's a great Who, gift. What you, chocolate roses? That's chocolate Valentine's Rose. Day. I give you chocolate and roses all the time. You, you've never given me chocolate roses. Never? Chocolate, no roses. You have you have Tootsie Rolls in your office. Yeah. I, and jelly beans. Uh, yeah, no, you have the... Give me some um, chocolate. You have the... Um, what are they called? The little candies you have? Um, uh, uh, I don't know. Jolly Rancher. Oh, yeah. You have like, like, a, like yep. a little glass jar of those. Yep. And then Reva... Didn't you give Revac some? Doesn't he have them now? Didn't yeah. So he has the a jar. Baton or? So in the house, yeah, I used to always give candy to people that were sitting in the galleries. So Revac was the perfect person to take over that job. So... Now he gives Jolly Ranchers to people who show up in the gallery. It's good. Love that. It's good. Well, you guys, this has I been mean, a, I mean, I, I, I venture to say we should do another one. I mean, you guys are great podcasters. Yeah, gotta, this is got, super fun. My, my, my new plan down the road is when I get a studio, I want to have videos and I want to do it like, you know, live. And It uh, wasn't just the wine, right? No, the wine was good, though. What, you, you brought a, what is that, a 19? Sauvignon Blanc. Is that, is that a 2020 bottle? <laughs> 2019, I it, I, 2019. I, I got it from the 7-Eleven down the street. It's a great, it's yeah. a great, great year. You know. Great, tastes good. <laughs> I enjoyed, I enjoyed my, my cup, too. my cup and a half. Um, well, guys, I really appreciate it. Senator Kawasaki, Joel Hall from the AFL. Great, great discussion. I think we covered a lot of topics. We did. In, and we got a, some news. It was an update. Had a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah right? I think we'll be yeah. waiting for more updates. So, so yeah, we will too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I heard your uh, Republican friends are meeting tomorrow. It's a, yep. They're have meeting a little, tomorrow. Have a, little, have a little meeting. So we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, Bert Stedman just called me or texted me, and yeah, is he offering you co-chair? <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I said, yeah, nothing, nothing less than that. President Kawasaki, you know, we'll have the whole deal. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's offering. So yeah. draft yeah. Scott. Draft, draft yeah, that's Scott. A, that, here we draft go. Draft Scott. No, no, seriously, I'm serious about Joel. Draft Joel. Okay, well, I think after this podcast post, Joel, I'm almost guaranteeing you're going to get messages. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I heard you're getting drafted to run for governor or something. No, the site will be up already by that point. I already bought. Hey, be careful because you know what? Joelforalaska.com. Be careful. Done. Hey, don't joke. Don't joke about that. Be careful because you know what? These fuckers at APOC, and I like APOC, and I'm not complaining. I, I, I should reverse that. But these people at APOC, I bought as a joke. Because I remember, remember 2018 was Let's Back Revac. That was mm-hmm. a group from Josh Revac. Somebody, I think it was Amber Lee or somebody was like, oh, we're going to start Let's Sack Revac on <laughs> Facebook. And I was like, well, fuck that. So I bought Let's Sack Revac in like 29 for like 10 bucks, you know. 
And somebody yeah. reported me to APOC. I mean, we have to, this is a whole different podcast. We have to revolutionize and reform APOC because it's used for uh, retribution and punitive actions by people who are mad at somebody about it. How many calls? Hey, you filed an APOC complaint against this person for this bullshit. So I had APOC contact me and say that I did an in-kind contribution for Josh Reve for a website I bought a domain. I never did anything with. I never used it. No, no, I think I, I, I'm sorry, I forwarded it. I forwarded it to Josh Revac's campaign website. So if you go to Let's Sack Revac, it, it forwards to Josh Revac. And as a joke, I did it on a Facebook thing. They, they, they tell me that my maximum penalty was like $8,000. <laughs> I said, what the hell? Like, what are you talking about? They ended up having a thing and they, they said, oh, it was a first timer. I actually had to file an independent expenditure report for $10. Can you believe this shit? <laughs> So I'm, I'm yeah. saying, be careful. No, That's seriously. a real thing, man. No, I and, got. And they were to eight thousand. I, I said, I said, come at me, bro. Like, well, I bought Jeff for Alaska, ten years. No, you don't, ago. because I have that. No, yeah, Jeff for Alaska. I got it. I have. I guarantee. I, I have that. No, I have all I my domains. So. I don't think so. I, I don't got fuck it. around. I got it. I used to have Joel. I got it ten years. I used to have, and and I'm gonna do Joel. So so if, if 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 you're, I'm telling you right now, you should do this because like, I'm gonna do it. A year and a half ago, a year and a half ago, I went through every single legislator. I'll tell one last story. I went through all 60 of them and like half of them didn't own their domains. So I <laughs> yeah. bought all of them. Like, and one of them was yours. Somebody for $10. bought, somebody bought so, mine. So, yeah. so, so yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I didn't, I was going to do an article and say, Hey, I got these people. I, didn't, I never did anything with it. I just got my GoDaddy um, alert to renew my domains. They're, they're on automatic renewal. So I went back and I just, unre- I, I had like half the legislators. So you should go buy yours real quick for $10. I'm pretty sure I have it. I, I, I bought adamwool.com like 10 years ago. I think, I, no, I'm telling you, I think I had, I had all these people's, oh. I got to go back the list, but, but I just didn't renew them. So they should be up now. Go okay. buy yours. Okay. I'm going to punch you in the face. Then. I never did anything with it. <laughs> I just bought all the ones that were, ava- it wasn't targeted. It was like, who's didn't, who didn't own theirs. Yeah. And, um, I was surprised how many, I have like every Jeff Landfield type just because I do this, you I'm know, gonna, so I got to okay. be protected. Yeah. <laughs> I have Speedo Jeff, Jeff for Alaska, Jeff Landfield, just <laughs> Speedo Jeff, Jeff Alaska. Oh yeah, you got, you got Joel Hall. We should check later. We should get. I yours. used to have JoelHall.com because I had my own business for ten years, and I was Joel at JoelHall.com. Yeah, you should. You let I let it go. Why? It's just a good oh. one. You, you... Just because uh, it just got complicated. Uh, I'm uh, pretty sure there's no other Joel. After we're done here, we'll do some, we'll do some checkings and we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, guys, I appreciate you guys both coming on here. It's been a great uh, little little podcast. I think we had a great discussion. Good times. Good yeah. podcast. Thank you. Good times. Thank you. You, you guys are awesome. Yeah. We'll do it again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll be we'll be it's November. We got a few months. Juno. We'll be yeah getting loose. Yeah. We oh yeah loose. Very loose. Very. All right, folks. All right, guys. Thanks for coming loose. on. Loose. Appreciate it. Uh, folks, if you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast, get a hold of me and stay tuned for the next one. Landline.